for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. Well, hello, Power Partners. It is Wednesday, and I am so glad that you are here. Welcome to our informational playground. It's Star Style. Be the star you are. And, of course, I am your host, Cynthia Bryan. The show's brought to you under the auspices of Be The Star You Are charity. We are in the middle of doing Operation Disaster Relief with all the disasters happening around the country. So please visit BeTheStarYouAre.org. We really want to help survivors of the floods, the earthquakes, and, of course, the fires. This show is coming to you live on the Voice America Network. We are on the Empowerment Channel, so we're always hoping to encourage and inspire you. The Miracle Moment for today, again, is brought to you by Be The Star You Are, offering uh, Operation Disaster Relief right now. Please visit BeTheStarYouAre.org. And if you are in a shelter or you're an organization that needs some help, please contact us. Uh, just send us an, info, an email through the website at BeTheStarYouAre.org, and uh, our volunteers and I will... Work on getting what we can to you. The Miracle Moment is by Brendan Francis. The best way to escape from a problem is to solve it. And that's what we're hoping to uh, help you all do is where well, there's so many problems obviously going on in the world. And if we can solve them one by one, little by little, person by person, that's always a positive, uh, uplifting thing to do. So ideas and positivity are always welcome. Well, uh, hopefully this is a very helpful show for you today. Uh, humans are social beings, and we like getting together. So in our segment one, we're going to be talking about garden gathering ideas for that perfect uh, party, patio party, balcony party, backyard party, whatever it is. We're going to help you fit the final days of summer with a casual gathering or maybe even a, a little formal gala. Uh, in segment two, are you addicted to video games? What about social media? Or what about your phone? Or what about your emails or your texts? If you're feeling depressed or anxious when you can't use your devices, you actually might be digitally overdosing. You might be digitally doping yourself because our brains actually get hooked on dopamine, which is the neurotransmitter of pleasure. More about that in segment two. And what about going off to college? If you are a parent and you have a student that's going off to college or you are a, um, a senior that has just graduated and you're getting ready to go off to that university for the first time, you probably will be settling into a dormitory and most likely with a complete stranger. So how do you decorate to please both of your tastes? You'll get some easy tips to make the room cozy and 
and reflect your individuality while also giving you a bit of privacy with our segment called Dorm 101. And that's all in segment three. Well, uh, the Dalai Lama has this wonderful quote. We need to teach people that the environment has a direct bearing on our own benefit. And that is something that we can all take to heart. It is official. The Pfizer vaccine has been fully approved by the FDA with the Moderna and Johnson & Johnson vaccines are soon to follow. And the CDC stated that if we want to spend time with people with whom we do not live, outdoor activities are the safest choice. And in these dire days of global crises, natural disasters, evacuations, and this highly infectious Delta variant, any positive news is always appreciated. Now, at the beginning of summer, we all had these very high hopes that we'd be able to emerge from our caves and enjoy a quasi-normal season. But then the emergence of the Delta variant, and it became clear that the pandemic will not be contained until most of the country prioritizes health and gets vaccinated. Now, humans are social beings, and we like getting together. We like being together. We like being around other people. We're kind of herd animals. And with warm weather predicted for the next couple of months, gathering in our gardens for a picnic, a barbecue, or just a chat will be a safer method of communing. I recently attended an outdoor birthday party for a very dear friend. And I have to admit, this was the very first time since the pandemic began that I have gone to any non-family occasion. Although I was really hesitant to be around a few dozen people because I am definitely COVID cautious. Every precaution was taken to make guests feel safe and comfortable. The affair was colorful, it was fun, and I felt secure. And I came away with constructive ideas that we can all utilize to enjoy some togetherness outside in our gardens, on our balconies, on our porches, or our patios throughout this challenging time of the pandemic. So here are some of the thoughts that I have for you. How to have a guarded, glorious garden gathering. How do you like that for alliteration? Guarded, glorious garden gathering. I love alliterations. First of all, you want to prepare your space, whether, again, that is a patio, a porch, a balcony, you know, uh, or an outside garden. Whatever space that you have, you're going to invite that number of people that can fit, and um, you can get this ready. So you want to add a few colorful potted plants. String some lights. Uh, You could have flags, garlands or penance, and that makes it just a little bit more festive. Set up a table or, again, depending on how many people you're going to have, it might be tables, with um, fun and, you know, also keep everything colorful, placemats or tablecloths. Now, space your tables and chairs for appropriate social distancing if you're going to have a larger crowd. And select some throw pillows to add some comfort and color. And those can be throw pillows that you have in your house. 
you know, that maybe are in your bedroom or living room or um, in another area. And you're going to just repurpose them to use them for this one day or this one event only. Then hang maybe some hummingbird feeders or bird houses to attract the birds and also just to evoke that feeling of being in nature. When I was at this birthday party, they did have several hummingbird feeders and birdhouses that were hung in the bushes and trees. And it was so fun because the hummingbirds were flitting back and forth. And it was great just to kind of, it was sort of like the entertainment was watching the birds. Now, also you want to create your scene with a theme or a decor that is going to, you know, reflect whatever it is that you want to uh, have your guests enjoy at this particular time. And then decorate accordingly. Make sure you add a vase with flowers, branches, or fruit. And if you have a garden, preferably these are just stems from your garden. What was at this party, which was so lovely, and it's kind of the way I decorate uh, too, is they had just filled a clear glass with some Meyer lemons, and I have Meyer lemon trees, and I've also done it with tangerines and oranges and limes, and you can actually mix them up. I've also done it with apples. They filled the vase with lemons, and then they cut a few um, uh, stems of different flowers of dahlias and roses, um, uh, from their garden and just stuck them in. It was very simple and yet it was really, really pretty. Then design a thoughtful menu that will allow you to be part of the party. And what that usually means during this pandemic is things that will not have to be double dipped. Things where once people have something, they have their own individual servings. So you might have individual plates already created for them or some people, I haven't ever uh, catered things except for my kids' weddings. But, you know, if you're the kind of person that likes takeout or you like to have something uh, catered, then do that so that you can enjoy the party yourself. Because I know one of the mistakes I have made many times throughout my life because I, I'm a cook is that I'm cooking everything and I'm also trying to cook and serve, you know, and barbecue and make the drinks and talk to people. And it's like I'm juggling a zillion things. And although I'm part of the party, I never feel like I really enjoyed the party because I always feel like I was more of the hired help, which I wasn't hired, but I was definitely the help. Now, um, if you have a, a separate entrance, so people do not have to come through your house, and this is again as a safety measure, have guests enter via a garden gate or another outside entrance. In this particular case, guests actually entered through the garage because they did something where they required everyone who went into the house, uh, had, if they needed to go into the, uh, to the restroom or they were going into the house for any reason, they had to put on a mask. And they wanted to keep guests out of the house, but just on, kept them on the patio. So since they didn't have a garden gate, people entered through the garage and then they could have a mask and go in there. They also had, which I thought was really smart is as you entered um, at the, at the um, garage, 
they had set up a COVID station <laughs> and it had a cute sign, you know, smiley faces, COVID station with hand sanitizer and masks because, as I said, they asked that masks be worn when going indoors for whatever reason. They made a playlist that was fitting for the age and the type of the crowd. Now, yellow jackets are still a problem. If they are bothering your paradise, put up traps the day before your party and keep them in place throughout the event. You don't want to try to put them up too soon because that actually attracts uh, uh, yellow jackets. And then once they get attracted to that space, they're not going to go to those traps anymore. So if you put them out just like a day before, you will be able to gather all those, those really pesky yellow jackets. Um, and again, yellow jackets are not bees. So don't confuse the two. The other thing that you can do, you know, those, those, um, it's like bounce, those, tissues that you put in the dryer that they're that are make your clothes smell good supposedly they keep away yellow jackets and mosquitoes i don't think they work all that well but you can add some you can put some out and they may do something and then if you do have a garden you know invite your party goers to view your garden space uh, like i I am such a nature girl, and that's kind of the first thing I always do. If I go to somebody's place that has a garden, I want to see the garden. I like to go and look at every little thing. <laughs> so you can invite them to do that. Make sure to provide a wow moment, and maybe that's with a special dessert, which I'll tell you about in a second. And then finally, you know, send your, ho your guests home with a gift from the garden, and it can be something very simple. So being a garden setting is just always impressive to me because I just relish being in nature. I love listening to the sounds, watching the birds, appreciating any growing plants. At this party, I again, I toured the garden, and I was really impressed with the gigantic tomato plants that my friend had grown from spitting out seeds, from spitting out tomato seeds. I'm going to try that um, because they were, they were just great. They also had a rock waterfall planted with this abundant succulents, and that was echoing the theme because their theme was more of a Mexican theme, a very colorful Mexican theme. And uh, they served Mexican food. They had a margarita machine. And so everybody was serving themselves margaritas. And you could add more tequila or you could do, if you wanted to have a, um, a virgin margarita, you could have that too. Uh, joyful decor was they had these multicolored elegant mats and runners and tablecloths. And they had, you know, these Mexican yarn pom-pom ropes which was, it was just very, very colorful. Now, the wow factor was provided by the spectacular cupcakes. And they were cupcakes that meant were mimicking the colors and shapes of succulents and flowers. And so they, they had succulents and flowers on each table. And the cupcakes that they brought out at dessert looked exactly like these real life growing succulents and flowers. They were so beautiful. I didn't even want to eat them. But of course, they were delicious, too. So we devoured them. And then they sent each guest home with a small succulent reminiscent of those luscious cupcakes. And that was just perfect for our drought part soil because everyone can plant a succulent. Even you can plant it on a windowsill and it will grow. I have cactus and succulents that I've had for 
25 years that are still in a pot. I, every time my, we, we traveled like to Arizona or New Mexico, Utah, we would, with the kids, we would always go and buy a succulent from that particular area and just put it in a pot. And they don't outgrow them. That's what's wonderful ab about it. So now that the vaccines are officially approved and authorized, I hope that everyone will get vaccinated without delay. And once that's achieved, we're going to be able to return to those freer glory days of bigger parties. But in the meantime, go ahead and fet the final days of summer with a casual gathering or if you want to make a formal gala, that's great too. But a setting in nature is going to set the tone for a festive, friendly, and safe celebration for the benefit of everyone. So enjoy this time and enjoy the, you know, the, the warmer weather and enjoy it with friends. And you can, you can do that if you follow some of these safe tips. So happy gardening, happy growing. I'm Cynthia Bryan, and I'm going to be taking a, just a little break. And when we come back, we're going to find out if you are digitally doped. Are you addicted to your phone? Don't go away. us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you seeking a Dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world, lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR, 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 and visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan, www.cynthiabryan.com. Are you a teenager with lots to say, but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard on the radio program, Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel and join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com. You can express yourself become our friend on facebook post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline visit facebook.com forward slash voice america it's power time on star style be the star you are with your passion purpose and possibility producer cynthia bryan now back to the power party this business of show business is calling out to me all right. Well, we're back. You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. And now I want to talk about some digital addictions. And because we probably don't even think of it as, like an addiction. But when we do something we enjoy, you know, like playing video games or if you are constantly checking your emails or 
whatever it is. Like for me, um, probably gardening. I, you know, I just love being outside. But the brain releases a little bit of dopamine, and then we feel really good. But one of the most important discoveries in the field of neuroscience in the past, you know, um, three quarters of a century, 75 years, is that pleasure and pain are processed in the same parts of the brain, and that the brain actually tries very hard to keep that um, those parts of the brain in balance. But whenever it tips in one direction, it tries fairly hard to restore the balance and go the other one. And um, neuroscientists call this a homeostasis, which is tipping in the other. Now, as soon as dopamine is released, the brain adapts to it by reducing or down-regulating the number of dopamine receptors that are stimulated. And this causes the brain to level out by tipping to that to the side of pain, which is why pleasure is usually followed by a real feeling of a hangover of or of a come down of some kind. So if we can't wait long enough, that feeling passes and then neutrality is restored. But there is a very natural tendency to counteract it by going back to the source of pleasure and trying to get another dose. So for example, if you are, are starting to, sell, to um, exhibit signs of anxiety or debilitating depression, it might be something that you are doing because of uh, doping yourself with dopamine. A few, I'm going to talk about video games. If you are playing video games most every day and late into the night, it probably means that you need a dopamine fast. And that would mean that you would need to abstain from all screens, including video games, for uh, several weeks, at least uh, probably a month. Because more and more people are suffering from depression and anxiety. And usually these are otherwise healthy young people, and they usually come from very loving families. They have a good education. You know, they are not poor. They have, they have enough to get by, or they're relatively, they're secure. Let's put it that way. They're financially stable. So their problem isn't trauma, and it's not social dislocation. It's not poverty. It's just too much dopamine, which is that chemical produced in the brain that functions as a neurotransmitter and a being associated with feelings of pleasure and reward. So our brains have evolved this very fine-tuned balance over millions of years in which pleasures were scarce, but dangers were always present. So the problem today is that we no longer live in that world, although maybe the last couple of weeks we could think that we actually do with all the fires, the floods, the hurricanes, the whole trauma in Afghanistan, all of that. So we probably are all a little bit depressed. But with that aside, um, we are now living in a world where we have overwhelming abundance. We have the quantity and the variety and the potency of highly reinforcing our, our lifestyles, but this also becomes like a drug with our behavior. And that means that 
being attached to our phones, our social media, our texts, our video games, it has never been greater. So in addition to addictive substances like sugar or opioids, there is this whole new class of electronic addictions. And this did not exist. This did not exist 20 years ago. Nobody was texting, tweeting, surfing the web. They weren't online shopping. They weren't gambling. These digital products are engineered to be addictive. They use flashing lights. They use celebratory sounds. How about all those likes, you know, and follows? They promise even greater rewards just as a click away. Yet, despite increased access to all of these feel-good drugs, people are more miserable than ever before. The rates of depression, anxiety, physical pain, and even suicide are increasing all over the world. And they're increasing, especially in wealthier nations. And according to the World Happiness Report, which ranks 156 countries by how happy their citizens perceive themselves to be, Americans reported being less happy in 2018 than they were in 2008. So think about that. They, 10 years later, they are less happy. And that's mostly because we have too much stuff. Now, other wealthy countries saw similar decreases in self-reported happiness scores. And that included Belgium and Canada and Denmark, France, Japan, New Zealand, and Italy. And the Global Burden of Disease Study found that the number of new cases of depression worldwide increased 50% between 1990 and 2017, with the highest increases in regions with the highest income, and they were especially high in North America. I want to just repeat that, because that just, that this statistic absolutely blew me away. Now, again, it's from the Global Burden of Disease Study, so you can look that up. And it found that the number of new cases of depression worldwide increased 50% between 1990 and 2017, with the highest increases in regions with the highest income. And that was specifically North America. So in less than 30 years, we're 50% sadder and more depressed than we were um, in 1990. So that's really kind of difficult to swallow, thinking about all the technological advancements that we have had, all the educational experiences, all the global travel, you know, all of, all of the things that supposedly have made our world better. People are more depressed. So it is hard to see cause and effect when we are chasing dopamine. And it's only after we've taken a break from whatever that drug of choice is that we're able to see the true impact of our consumption of lives. Now, they did a study with a uh, patient and asked this patient to give up video games for a month. This patient was having absolutely debilitating anxiety and such depression, suicidal thoughts. 
So the doctors in this asked, said, Let, we're going to give this up for a month. And that is enough time to allow the brain to reset the dopamine balance. So I, I believe it takes about 30, 31, somewhere in there. It's, just figure a month for your brain to reset. So it's not easy. But the person was motivated by the counterintuitive idea that abstaining from the thing that made him feel good in the short term might actually make him feel better in the long term. And the results. To his surprise, but not to the doctor's surprise, he did feel better than he had in years with less anxiety and less depression. He was even able to return to playing video games without negative effects, but he had to strictly limit his playing time to no more than two days a week and two hours a day. And in that way, it left enough time in between sessions for the brain's dopamine balance to be restored. So that was an interesting, uh, an interesting find, I thought, that he could return to playing these video games, but it couldn't be 24 hours a day, you know, it couldn't be at all hours all day. So it was only two days a week, two hours a day. That was it. So a four hours total in a week. And by doing only four hours instead of 24-7 and hardly sleeping, uh, that allowed the brain's dopamine balance to be restored. Now, the other part of this, um, this solution was to avoid video games that were too potent or too, um, too dangerous, too activating, you know, making you, making you want to not stop. The ones that you couldn't stop playing once you started because as soon as you finished, you know, they accelerate you to the next level. So... You, if this person had a few laptops he was playing. So what he did is he designated one laptop for gaming and a different one for going to school. And that way he was able to keep his gaming and his classwork physically separated. And then finally, instead of playing with people all over the world, in other words, playing with strangers, he committed to playing only with people he knew so that gaming strengthened his social connections because human connection itself is very important and it is an adaptive source of dopamine. Just as I was saying in um, the first segment of how humans are social creatures, we're herd animals, we like to be together, we actually need to be together, we don't want to feel isolated. So actually when you are only interacting with strangers, you are not developing your social skills or your social connections and you are not getting the appropriate amount of that feel-good pleasure dopamine. So of course not everybody plays video games, but all of us, or just about all of us, have some kind of digital drug of choice, and it probably involves using a smartphone. And what the doctors say is that smartphone or that computer is the equivalent of the hypodermic needle for a wired generation. Because how often, if you are ever riding on a bus, or you even go to a restaurant, or you can even just sit on a bench and watch people walk down the street. 
people are glued to their phones. It's as if no one can take a pause. No one can stop anymore and just do no thing. They can't do nothing. They just, they have to constantly be on their phone, constantly be texting, constantly checking social media, constantly checking their emails, liking something or, um, or gaming. So by reducing our phone use, even though it is very difficult, because at first it's going to cause that brain's pleasure pain balance to tilt to the side of pain, which we don't really like. It's going to make us feel restless and we'll probably feel cranky and we'll probably go back to looking at our phone. But if we can keep it up long enough, the benefits of a healthier dopamine balance are going to be worth it. And our minds are going to be less preoccupied with a craving to be on your phone or on your computer. And we're going to be able to be more present in the present moment. And then when that happens, life's little unexpected joys start rewarding you again. And you don't have to have this digital addiction to get us the dopamine. So we have to stop drowning in our our digital doping. And that's exactly what is happening right now. So what are some things that you can do? Is, you know, maybe put your phone in a plastic bag (laughs) and put it in a drawer and just decide that you're going to take an hour and you're going to go take a walk. So instead of putting, you know, earbuds in and listening to something on your phone as you're taking a walk, why don't you just go take a walk and listen to the birds or just listen to the traffic or wherever you are, but don't, don't have your smartphone with you. Don't have anything digital around you. Again, turn everything off. When you go to bed at night, turn off your computer or put it in sleep mode. Um, in fact, I was just reading something from the electric company that said if you put your computer in sleep mode every night when you leave your office or, you know, or whatever, whenever you're going to not use your computer for the night, if you put it to sleep mode as opposed to just leaving it on or you turn it off, you're going to save $100 in electrical fees a year. That's a lot. You can, you know, you could have a couple of nice dinners out for $100. Or you could pay your electrical bill (laughs) for a couple months or maybe one month, depending where you are. So um, that's something. Also, the same thing with the phone. Uh, Maybe turn your phone off or at least put it, you know, on buzz or something and not under your pillow so that you're not going to check it every time or you're not going to just hear it go ding, 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 ding as you're getting all these spam calls. So we have to just take care of our health. It's very important to take care of our health by not getting too involved with these, um, with our digital gadgets. If you can just decide that you're going to check email at certain times of the day, you know, three or four times during the day, and then other, you know, you can have your texts on or your phones on, but stay away from the gaming and the constant social media all day long. Give your brain a break. You deserve it. And you deserve to be happy. And you deserve not to be depressed. So let's change those figures from 50% sadder in the last 30 years to let's try to be 50% gladder. 
let's try to be grateful for what we have and not be worried about what we don't have and how how we are being perceived or what's happening on the social media circuit. Because just remember, especially um, on Instagram and a lot of the TikTok and all of these different things, all the most of the pictures are touched up and people are presenting their the best of themselves. And it makes so many people just feel inadequate. The reality is, is we are all in this together. No one is perfect. We can all just strive for excellence. And we can all deserve to give ourselves a break and just accept who we are. So um, with that, tonight, try putting your digital, your all your digital gadgets away. And don't look at them until tomorrow. Let's see what happens. And if you could do that every day for 30 days, you'll find that you will you will have uh, a lot more happiness in your life. You'll feel a little bit more balanced. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. And when we come back, we're going to go to college. First, a little design and decorating. I call it Dorm 101. It's just something to do when you or your child is going off to college and getting that first space away from home and how you can decorate it. I'll give you some tips on what I've done for clients and for my own kids, as well as ideas from other professionals. Don't go away. This is Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We're coming to you live on the Voice America Network. This is the Empowerment Channel. Be the star you are. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. Well, you've been asked to provide a proposal for your services for an upcoming job. You want to be clear, succinct, and competitive. Start by writing your mission for the success of this project in the first sentence. That will grab your prospective client. Then detail the features and benefits that you propose. Make sure you have done plenty of research in advance to substantiate your claims. Read everything possible on the subject that you are proposing. Consider conducting surveys to present and collect statistics on how others have successfully achieved a similar result. Keep your proposal short, to the point, and on target. Give your credentials briefly and refrain from being overly formal. A straightforward, simple, easy-to-read proposal is more comprehensive to a majority of people who may be reading it. Be optimistic, promise a lot, and always deliver more. Remember, you are the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com. That's CynthiaBryan.com. Be the star you are. The star you are. The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be the Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be the Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. 
Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 376, Moraga, California, 94556. BeTheStarYouAre.org. Dare to care. us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business. Well, I always love talking about design and decorating, you know, for 25 years. I uh, specialized in doing interior design. I do garden design as well, but it was always fun when I was asked to help with a college student's first dorm room or their first apartment or whatever it is. And there's always challenges when you're going to try to decorate for a dorm room. I mean, because first of all, dorms are usually pretty bleak. There's usually particle board furniture. There might be bleak cinder block walls. Um, and the, there's usually a roommate and not every roommate has savory decorating decisions. So a dorm is decidedly unhomelike and it really takes um, center stage for a substantial period of a youth's life if you're going to college. So it is, you know, it's tempting to just go in and do nothing and say, oh, I'll just live with it or just put, put photos on the wall and, but that can also make it really cluttered and feel hodgepodge. So instead, there are a lot of other things that you can do that will just dress it up a little bit and help it to be, you know, more appealing and feel good for your student who has to study there, who also entertains there, who sleeps there. And, you know, it becomes like this tiny 10 by 10 room with two people in it that live their lives there. So for example, if you're going to put pictures on the wall, you might just go to a thrift shop store and uh, buy some frames and put your pictures in some frames so that it looks like art that you're putting on the walls. You can actually use a framer's tape to put it on the walls and you can make a gallery wall, which really does help. So There are a lot of different things that you can do to um, decorate, but sometimes you're going to be with a complete stranger as a roommate. Sometimes these days, there's a lot of different dorm opportunities at different schools. Some of them are just those 10 by 10 rooms. Others are six people in kind of a shared apartment kind of dorm, you know, with a central living room. And probably you're you might get to know or your student gets to know who their dorm partner is going to be sometimes in advance. And maybe if they get to be friends that way, maybe they want to kind of coordinate how they want to do their decor. But if not, it's maybe better to be steered towards a neutral textured, you know, bed coverings that might dovetail with whatever your future roommates are going to bring in. And then once you actually meet and get together, then maybe together you can go to a discount store 
and get some throw pillows or artwork or whatever other things that you want that would just bridge your tastes and share the room and bring it all together. But before we actually get to decorating, I want to also talk about um, some packing to when you're going to go, because uh, there are key items that you need to know uh, when you are packing to go to a dorm. Uh, most of all, again, they, you want to keep it simple. So first of all, when it comes to packing for your dorm, pack less clothing that you think you will need. Just remember, if you're thinking that you're going to bring like four huge suitcases of clothing and you're still packing, there you are definitely overpacked. There, you, when you get to college, there's always going to be those local T-shirts and sweatshirts and all kinds of swag that you'll probably be getting either at some of the free events that happen or maybe things that you'll buy. And so you need to have some space. And then, um, so you don't want to pack too much. Dorm rooms are normally small, so don't plan on taking all your clothes. One thing you can do when you get to the dorm, though, is if the bed is movable, if it's not one that's just built into the wall, if you can raise the bed uh, to create more space, and that depends on the bed design and the rules of the dorm, of course, if you can raise the bed high enough that you could put either um, a desk underneath it or uh, something else. That way you could make room for a refrigerator or rolling storage bins. In other words, you're almost making not really a bunk bed, but you're making a higher bed so that underneath you could have a chest. That really, really works. That gives you some options. And it would be good to find out if you have that option before move-in day by talking to the university dorm people. Make sure you're going to bring, if you do get to do that, you have to bring your own tools and your own risers. So, And you should know what you're going to be putting under there to create this additional storage space. But that is really a, really a good one. As far as pre-ordering items for pickups, many stores like the Container Store, Bed Bath & Beyond, and a lot of others, they have dorm room item checklists with the option for you to purchase the items in-store locally, or you can purchase them online, and then pick them up at the location near the campus. And that saves you a fortune on shipping because shipping is so expensive. I was just shipping books for disaster relief um, this last Friday and found out that rates have gone up again. They had just gone up a few days. It seems like every few months they're going up. So that will be so much better if you can pick them up at the location. Um, and also, you don't have to pack them. So just remember that if you are trying to bring sheets and a bedspread or a quilt, you know, or a throw, that could take up two suitcases. So if you don't have to bring that with you, and instead you can just buy it at the location, I mean, you know, buy it in advance, pick it up at the location, that's going to help. Uh, as far as bringing decor and mementos, just bring what a few things that you really love that you want to hang on a wall again and maybe that just reflect home because again the dorm rooms are tiny you might only have a bed a desk and a closet and you don't want to have to clutter the desk because clutter is so distracting and you're trying to focus on your schoolwork um of 
course, there's going to be all those parties. But when you're at that desk, you should be concentrating on your books. Um, and make sure that you do check with dorm room uh, rules for decorating walls. Sometimes removable hooks and mounting strips are, are the best things to use. Always have purchase. You could do this again when you get there. A small trash can with a lid because that is going to save you from a fruit fly infestation because you're going to have food. You're going to throw it in there and you're not going to realize that um, that, you know, that carton of milk or whatever yogurt or whatever you threw in there um, <laughs> is rotting because nobody's going to empty it for you. Uh, you are your own cleaner, which brings me to bringing cleaning supplies. And really, this is so important. You want to, before you even put anything in the room, clean it. Um, you want to bring a, a small hand broom, a dustpan. You want some uh, paper towels, a bottle of all-purpose cleaner, and make sure that your student knows how to use it. I mean, hopefully your child has been working around the house, cleaning their own room, making their own bed, doing their own laundry. But if not, they may be confused because they may not realize um, about cleaning. Uh, Now, when my son went to college, well, before he went to college, we've always had a rule, I should back up, in our house, no shoes in the house. I mean, we live in the country, there's a lot of dust and dirt and animal manure. So shoes go off the minute you go in and there are socks and slippers at the door that you put on. So that keeps the floors and the rugs clean. But my son always loved to taunt me with that. He loved to at least walk in a few feet and then take his boots off until he got to college and he had a really dirty roommate. And the first day he came home from college, He took off his boots outside. He tiptoed, literally singing around the house. And I was like, what are you doing? And he said, oh, so happy to, I'm so glad to be in a clean house. And from that day on, he made a rule at his house, no shoes in the house. And you cannot go to his home or any place that he is and wear shoes. But so when he went back to his uh, dorm, he went back with several bottles of Clorox and um, cleaning supplies and a big rug that he could put by his bed so that he could get out and not have to put his his shoes on because the floor was so dirty. So just remember to bring some cleaning supplies. Uh, You'll want to maximize a closet space because new college students and parents are often shocked by the limited space. So there are different things that you could do, but to maximize. So you might want to double hang um, your clothes, get a double hanging rod hanger. Those are great. You could hang clothes and shoe organizers. You could stack drawers. You could have hanging accessory organizers. You could have those swing arm pant hangers, which um, the, a hanger like that can hold four or more pairs of pants if you double up. You could have a six-tier shirt tree, and that gives you more mileage for that limited closet space. And just remember to plan ahead. Find out as much as you can about the new dorm living space before you move in. The size, what furniture's in the room, storage, closet space, size of bed, and any rules. And then make a plan, because organizing is hard with a plan, but it's impossible without one. And so when you get there... Just remember, you probably are going to want one of these, uh, a little rug that is going to cover the ugly dorm um, floors. 
you are probably going to want some uh, furniture that you can stack so that you will have more space. And if you do want to have a lot of kids love to put like Christmas lights, but maybe get some other kind of string lights and uh, put them you put them like behind the bed or behind drawers so that it eliminates the walls and then get a proper uh, light source, a dimmable reading lamp for your desk or your bedside because you're really going to need that. And of course, you're going to need a mirror. Well, that is our show for today. Happy packing for college. And thank you so much for being great listeners and allowing me to be with you every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific right here on the Voice America Network. This is the Empowerment Channel. And I am always your host, Cynthia Bryan. For more information about Star Style Productions or to purchase any of my books, which I haven't talked about in a long time, but visit CynthiaBryan.com. You can click on books and you can see what we have there because I hope you are reading books. And um, don't forget, Be the Star You Are is working on Operation Disaster Relief. If you need help, contact us. Uh, contact us because we would be happy to help. And if you can donate, we certainly would appreciate a donation. Visit bethestarur.org. My personal aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate you. And I want you to look beyond your physical being and know you are already the star you have dreamed of becoming. So we can cherish the past, dream of the future, and we have to celebrate every moment of our life because we don't know what tomorrow brings. So also read a book this week. I always think that a book is like having a garden in our pockets. Until next Wednesday, when we celebrate once again, remember that love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. I'm Cynthia Bryan for Star Style. I thank you and encourage you to go out into the world and be the star you are. Be your authentic self, unapologetically authentic. Have a wonderful week. Make a difference. And we'll be together next Wednesday, 4 to 5. Thanks. Ciao for now. Be the star you are. The star you It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are.